this is a bonus episode Ooh. to our original one, which went out two weeks prior to this one. Unless you're in the future and you're listening to this in 2022 or exactly space knows when. I hope I hope things are okay. Uh, yeah, we hope things are okay. I hope the I hope the coronavirus uh, uh, vaccine worked. <laughs> and we're not also taking the next level of coronavirus vaccine yeah. oh, please man. wear a mask yeah exactly <laughs> so uh yeah so we start talking about brain computer interfaces for what we have right now and musk has even said that the goal right now is for therapy right yeah. for helping people with disease or lock-in or als that kind of thing that kind of thing but it doesn't take long and it doesn't even take that long talking to musk to see where it's going next yeah yeah so where is next? The next level is extension of the way we interact with our computers. With technology. With, our with technology. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and this is, again, seems like science fiction because it has been for so long. Yeah. But it will not be that long now. No. Uh, we're on the cusp of it. I think the more interesting part for me is not only the read part. So right now the, the devices are used to read uh, brain signals. Right. Um, you intend a dot to move on a screen and it reads that intention. Yeah, yeah. But those devices have pure I.O., which means... The neural link. The neural link, yeah. yeah. So it's literally input and output. You can write things, which from a certain sense is brilliant. You can, If you can embed someone else's memories in your head, let's say you need a new skill. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, I know Kung Fu, right? Uh, you, you need for that also to be in good physical shape to yeah, actually do something about start, it. Yeah. But, but you can embed certain knowledge in yourself quite fast. Yeah. But that brings up a huge ethical question. Where, who sourced the knowledge that's being sourced? Yeah. Uh, where does that come from, basically? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you're hearing it through the more mundane way mm -hmm. of someone speaking and through your ears... Yeah. Uh, does it trigger something that allows you to critically consider, right? Like, okay, I'm hearing him talk about Stalin, mm -hmm. so I'll apply all the understanding that I have around this man that from history. Yeah. Or if it goes in directly, uh, does it bypass those processes? Uh, okay. It just embeds a memory in your head, you mm. know, and that's now there, you know? So what you're saying, will we be able to distinguish uh, something that is also an input? Yeah. From... From your own brain. From your own brain. And and th this comes down hard. I know we haven't talked about it on this show, but uh, you and I had chats about depression and so on. Oh, and, yeah. And how uh, one of the first steps is to reconcile the fact that your thoughts are not actually you. It, it's a byproduct of your brain. Yeah. Uh, and in this case, it, it can come into the same problem, right? It is... Hard to argue saying, oh, you would be able. It's just another sensory uh, organ in yeah. the end. So instead yeah. of six, uh, five senses, sorry, <laughs> there's no six senses. <laughs> Not yet. There's no scientifically <laughs> proven six senses. Uh, but uh, that's the thing, right? Uh, you're adding another sensory organ, which will feed in high... Data. Uh, yeah, high yeah, bandwidth high, data high to band your brain. Data, data, yeah. yeah. And I, that's, that would be uh, a fascinating... It is an ethical quandary. Mm -hmm. um, probably one of the things that you'll see happen, right? Where uh, not only is it about being able to write the data uh, to your brain, but because you will have access to more information faster, you will be 
uh, you you will be a computer, right? Yeah. Or you will have access to the internet uh, at all times. Consider the idea of uh, you know you you're performing a job. Yeah. And uh, if I was to get this uh, brain interface, it would allow me to perform my job 25% better or something yeah, ridiculous yeah. like that. Then would that mean you're being incentivized to, to take to do this it? on? If I do it yeah. and you don't, should I get paid more than yeah, you that, do? That, that's, that's a very interesting question. And, uh, but then it also comes down to, uh, I just thought about it, like, you know, like when you do uh, software interviews, like uh, for a software engineer yeah. position... Uh, you're not allowed to like kind of come with the internet. Yeah. Some, some <laughs> companies do. Some, use some Google. Yeah. But like in the beginning, most companies weren't allowed to, you to use Google, so you would have to do a whiteboard test. Right. We call it right. Yeah. Disconnected well, from the internet. Yeah, yeah. And would that be the same? Like, uh, do you have a neural link? Please, yes. Please, please turn off your chips. <laughs> please turn off your chip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Or or if you're able to record. Then you're in a movie theater and you've turned on your chip to record. So while you're watching the movie, the feed is being sent somewhere yeah. to be stored. Would have to, you know, when they say turn off your phones, please. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to like please turn off your chips, uh, your brain chips. Yeah, but there are better ways to to pirate a movie. Why would you? <laughs> uh, I'll, unless and this this comes down to having someone's uh, someone else's experiences. Uh, I just recently finished a book which is called. Uh, incredibly foolish endeavor uh, by John Green, and there he describes a device that actually allows you to do that. Somebody uh, imagine somebody reading a book, and then you can get the experience of reading that book. Oh. So, so not only you get the information of reading the book, but also everything that happens in the brain like of the person. turning the pages and turning, smelling the paper and all that sort of Yes, thing. but also what is happening in your brain at the same time. Like oh, everything that every word triggers, every phrase, your, like how your uh, imagination unfolds with the, the movement and the progress uh, of the narrative and oh, so that's, on. But that, that seems so almost... It, Seems impossible because think about how you, you, every word is really a uh, many connections, many references in yeah, your own no. brain that you've attached to something which is unique to you. True. Seeing someone else's re- re- connections would require all of their connections to yeah. be able to know. So we're talking about neural links scaled up to the point that it's an an additional neural network on top of your neural network, like a second brain, like a second brain. Yeah. Ooh. That, Which that was uh, that, that blew my brain just there. A second. <laughs> but, but but we went from uh, like 14 years ago, we had like the pinnacle of technology being oh, we connected four electrodes to your brain and you can type. Yeah. And now it's we have a thousand electrodes in your brain. That's ten. That's a bit over ten years, right? Yeah. What will happen in another five years? So. Uh, Ray Kurzweil calls this the law of accelerating returns. Yeah. Is that every? It's not just a. You know Moore's law. Is, yeah, yeah. It doubles every. Uh, his his law is more like if you take all of science in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, this touches on the idea that certain things feed into others. So mm-hmm. the accelerating returns is that everything compounds upon everything. So yeah, there will be twofold, threefold, fourfold. You know, in, in a couple years, we'll be talking about having multiple chips connected to multiple sites in your brain and they mm-hmm. can you know interface in exactly the same way and now you're talking about uh extending your brain into the cloud 
where yeah. processing can now happen. I need to remember a date. I, it's not that it's in my physical brain. It's in uh, my, my networked brain, yeah, basically. Yeah. This kind of idea. And then, of course, are we human at that point? If we take uh, the thing that makes us human, mm. which is the limited cognitive com- capacity we currently carry, mm-hmm. and we extend that into another dimension, yeah, does it make our thinking change? I would expect so. Of course, yeah. When you have more to power it, when you have access to more. I wonder if we could reach uh, one of the biggest problems uh, that we have right now. We cannot imagine four-dimensional space. Yeah, or, well, it's, yeah, it's or, quite difficult because it's... <laughs> because evolutionary, we never needed Yeah, exactly. It, right? Why would you need? So I wonder if you add another network, you would get there. But then, yeah, you become not homo sapiens anymore you become homo calculus so <laughs> <laughs> homo calculator yeah, yeah homo calculator uh, do you know there's a um oh, what's his name harari i can't remember his first name wrote the book uh homo homo sapiens homo uh, sapiens you mean yeah uh, yes uh, yeah, yes sapiens Har- sorry sorry yeah, sapiens yeah. he's got a uh Second book for that is called Homo Deus. Homo Deus. Which is talking about this idea, like once you look past through the the history and you take the end of his Sapiens book was now, Mm -hmm. the next book is from now until the future and kind of does a bit of uh, guesswork, let's say. But extrapolating these ideas, like we'll augment ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, And in this capacity, changing our our brain capacity or what we can connect to, if if references aren't just what we've built up over time inside of our head, but are, are... instantly connected to everything that's available mm-hmm. what will we be you know what will we look like um and i can only i mean it's all speculation at this point but you would hope that the our better angels would come out right that when think about cognitive dissonance just for mm-hmm. a second right okay a human brain can hold two absolutely competing ideas uh in their head right yeah that are not that that actually disprove each other that's true that's <laughs> and then true. act like they're perfectly fine and yeah. and can and it's totally okay um if you have connections to the to a cloud and let's say we all share you know this this the scientific world we're all sharing this cloud of connections then having something that um isn't correct or isn't true mm-hmm. shouldn't be able to exist you know they said the same uh, about the internet. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, mean, I guess that's true. That that, that and, disproves and, the and, idea right away. Then and coming back to our first episode where we talked about flat earthers, it yeah. was the same exact thing. Yeah, it was the true. same uh, how do you say bullet that everybody bit, saying, "Oh, the con- information good, only good stuff only will good come stuff out." Only good stuff will be uh, just because it's yeah. on the internet. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, that's a good point. So it, it is. I I'm hopeful as you are. I want us to be there. But I think whatever it happens, we'll have to be very cautious in the same Indeed. time. Yeah, I, I would be on the train to get at least one neural link in my head because I, I really want to experience uh, the augmentation of my body yeah. to to control that. That's literally superpowers. Yeah, control something with your mind. <laughs> like like we we heard like there there's these like. Uh, faith healers and so on who I can use the power of my mind yeah, to yeah. to move objects or telepathy and so on. This is literal telepathy. It's like like real be, yeah. life scientific telepathy. And you hook up your uh, you know your uh, Panasonic uh, special lights, you will think the lights to come on and they will. Ah, oh, I mean think of that, you know. Yeah. I won't never I will never have to say hey Alexa, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That, that would be brilliant. Uh, that's funny. Like Im- imagine also an algorithm that reads your mood and know what kind of music you want to listen to. Like one problem I have with uh, shuffling playlists, yeah. like when I listen on Spotify and so on, is that like the next song is not always what I wanted to listen. Right. And and literally if it would tap in into your brain knowing, oh, you like listen to the dark side of the moon, the next thing for you right now is probably uh, I don't know a bit of uh, the wall, or no, you don't want to go with Pink Floyd. Let let's go with some Muse. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. so on. Like, because it because it's tracking your activity while it's, you're listening to it. It yeah. knows when you were happy. Yeah, yeah. So it can kind of pinpoint. Oh, this yeah. was the thing that actually. Isn't that kind of scary though? Because we already live in a world where so much data is tracked about us. Yeah. Um. You you can't search for something on Amazon without going to the next page and having the advertisement say, you know, look at this thing that you were looking at, you know, just now. <laughs> Yeah. It's terrifying. Um, it gets worse with that. It's more data for that machine to to take advantage of. If you get, uh, and that's where the ethical question comes in, if you give uh, companies that will act like that and sell this data as to, to sell you more ads, then yes, this is dangerous. This is where we come in, like should companies like Facebook, Instagram, and so on be allowed to exist the way they're existing? Because... The more information they have about you, the more they can get into control. So I would say the only reason I would uh, allow this to happen if I would know that my data remains with me for that part. Mm. So it's my own little piece of cloud. It's my subscription that I pay and I maintain like the right to control this data and not allow anyone to get a hold of it. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be signing uh, a... uh terms and conditions just to use your brain <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like uh, imagine the oh we and by the way while you're using the new uh, this device uh, i don't want to say Neuralink yeah, because i I, know, I, be- yeah. <laughs> I believe that musk is more ethical in this regard i hope i hope at least yeah. right i assign a lot of credence to fair, that. i would say fair enough but uh, imagine another company similar to Neuralink releases oh we're, t- we're cheaper we're twice as faster we're awesome but somewhere in the fine print it says we'll also be my Finding Bitcoin on your brain. <laughs> this thought brought to you by. <laughs> oh my! That's oh, space! Definitely yeah. not what I would want to have. Uh, <laughs> Imagine a voice in your head, like, uh, and since it knows how you feel, it knows the exact voice that will tell you what. Uh, that you would like to hear that from. Exactly. Would you like to, uh, 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 no way, subscribe to the premium thought stream for ad-free listening. <laughs> <laughs> ad-free thinking. Ad-free thinking. <laughs> oh, man. You could also, uh, there was a, there was a uh, crazy. You could also? I don't know why my, uh, my lips got stuck on something. <laughs> my dad said, uh, he used to say, my tongue got tied around my eye tooth and I couldn't see to say it. <laughs> That's a great phrase. Um, uh, there was a short story I, I read a long time ago where uh, they painted this picture of not a not a neural link, and we're thinking where you open up a hole in the head and you mm-hmm. s- shove in some electrodes, but that you would put something around the brain, uh, the uh, spinal cord, mm-hmm. right there on your neck, and it would. There's a uh, what is it? Altered carbon on uh, uh, Netflix. Have yeah, you seen yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Same idea. Basically, there's a puck that goes mm-hmm. into your neck, and it controls or, or it it intercepts the the connections going out of your brain mm-hmm. uh, and the ones going in. 
and he had this wild idea that the body could be controlled. Because, I mean, if you think about it, there's a choke point mm-hmm. where your brain connects to the rest of your body. And that's yeah. what they're really tapping into so that you could uh, virtually go off, like your brain could connect to the cloud or mm-hmm. a VR session or something like that. And you wouldn't, you'd just be chilling in, v, in, in, in uh, the internet space. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, <laughs> the machine would take over your body and exercise for you. In meat space. In meat space, yeah. Uh-huh. It would do the push-ups that you don't want to do or take yourself for a, ro- a jog. And you wouldn't have to really feel it, right? You wouldn't have to experience it because your brain, your, your consciousness is actually mm-hmm. getting feedback that nothing's happening. Well, it's, it's getting feedback from the virtual space. Yeah, so it yeah. doesn't even know that you're physically moving around. You will get ma- muscle cramps anyway well, when you come back. <laughs> of course, when you come back, everything's like, oh, it's so sweaty. You know, like that would be a thing. But it, it was this idea that we might not even have to really experience pain or uh, anything like that, because the, the, all of the connections... I mean, what mm. is your brain really doing, it's right? It's interpreting signals. It's interpreting signals, yeah. and that's what he was kind of getting at, is that you could go that far as to... Mm. It's, it's the whole brain in a jar idea, Yeah, it's right? the, the Boltzmann brain idea, where you, can actu- you cannot actually prove that you're not a brain in a <laughs> yes, jar. exactly. So if you take that a little bit, like maybe we could, we could build something uh, in that direction, mm. as opposed to, to trying to tap into the brain from... From the neuron side, you'd be able to get it from the spinal cord side. Of course, you couldn't do maybe thoughts. No, uh, thoughts not... would probably be harder because you you literally need to be close to your neurocortex. Yeah, yeah to know what case. you're... It would be more the input and output yeah, yeah. manipulation thing. But it's also a good way to torture someone. <laughs> oh, yeah. like if you hack into that, you can say, oh, just send pain uh, just pain information throughout the entire turn, body. Turn on every neuron yeah. uh, for the pain. Yeah, uh, make it spike. Make it spike. Yeah. That's probably not ethical. Yeah. No. That's it. <laughs> like, and and that, that's, that's I, I know I'm being a buzzkill, uh, and, and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just... Uh, I'm, I'm honestly in, in all my position in this. I think any uh, new development should be added uh, to our species and we should embrace it and, and go with it. But uh, You're not a fan of the Luddites, huh? <laughs> I just wouldn't want to see a repeat of what happened with uh, the YouTube's algorithm, oh, yeah. with Facebook yeah. uh, shoving in fake news into you. Like I, I don't want to see... Uh, a society that is being controlled just because somebody wants to push more ads. Hi, we're the Curiosity of a Child podcast. I'm Anton, the son. Age 10. And I'm the daddy. <laughs> daddy. I'm the daddy. <laughs> it's a few multiples of ten. And we're curious about, well... Everything. The more you look at the world, the more you understand, and then the more you will see. We're a podcast about history, science, storytelling, and... The curiosity of a child. We like to dig into different topics, everything from the humble ox... They've been really important for the development of mankind, and in that episode I had to learn about castration. Sorry about that. <laughs> Two, the most popular Christmas toys of yesteryear. We don't just talk, though. We like to experience. That might mean recording on location a 5,000-year-old dolmen full of spiders and reportedly the entrance to the fairy realm. Or simply tasting spices from across the world to uncover where they came from, how the trade affected people's lives, and how they were used. So, please listen to the... 
curiosity of a child dun dun. podcast i just i just finished uh it's probably going to reduce my nerd cred but i just read brave new world uh not too long ago um <laughs> had to catch up on the science fiction stuff this is a similar idea like no. what we don't want to have happen is to well, I guess he raises the argument. Is it a, is it a bad idea? But that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. When you if you're not careful, uh, society will craft you as opposed to you be, mm-hmm. being an actual individual. Yeah, um, and I, I think we're seeing that it's so dangerously close today uh, that the machine is is crafting uh, people's ideas of what really is going on in the world. Fake news. <laughs> To, to take a phrase that I really hate, mm-hmm. um, is winning out in a lot of ways. Take that tenfold where the, the data is literally being shoved into your brain directly yeah, and you start to see the problem, the conundrum. We haven't been able to deal with the overload of information, even when it's just through eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, will we be able to be any better just because it's coming in directly? I, I don't think so. I think we'd have to be very vigilant about that. Vigilant, and I think we we ought to start talking about teaching people about that. So I think one of the biggest problems that we all had, like the, the reason why it's so hard to get rid of our prejudices is that nobody actually teaches us to critically think. Mm. Like, like when you go get get a bachelor's a master's a phd yes there you kind of like face for the first time uh, the the wall of oh what is the scientific method and so on when i was getting my engineering degree it was all about uh not only trial and error it was also like proving what you're doing it was like trust uh, like looking into the data analyzing it and questioning everything that's happening and not a lot of that in school and high school. Not like, up to that point. My high school was, I, I guess, okay-ish, and we had some teachers that tried to shove this into our brains. Yeah. But you know how high school students are. Like, they, they, we want to party and drink. That, that's all we Yeah, do. it's a hard time in life to really want to think critically. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it should be done quite earlier. Yeah. Right? And Question things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not about like just question things. It's it's about like r- realizing like s- the separation of what is like really good data that is backed up by truth and something else that is just you know rhetoric. Well, I or, think it's that's what I'm trying to say is yeah. don't just accept it at face value. Yeah. Look for where the information is. Uh, I had to often say to myself, what is the author trying to influence me on? If I'm mm-hmm. reading this article, they have an agenda. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is their agenda? And try to understand a little bit better. What are their references? Where are they coming from? Um, you just don't get that. Yeah, you don't get that on a mass scale. Uh, I don't think some of the things we've talked about on this podcast would have kept going mm-hmm. if a, a greater, if a critical mass of people had a critical thinking background. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's also part of, partly why this is dangerous because you can you can fool people into believing something that's not true to the point where you can f- control an entire nation. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a misunderstanding about how the financial system works leads us to have massive meltdowns like we've had in the past, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and there are people who understand it perfectly and they use that information against the, you know, for, for their, their own personal gain. Yeah. For, so 
we don't want that the more gullible people uh, will t- be taken advantage of. Indeed. Yeah, and Indeed. that that's that's a fear like a- any type of technology uh, kind of introduces. So coming back with where this will lead us, I think, yes, it's one step. It's augmentation of our brains. Yep. It, it can literally give us superpowers and could get us closer to also maybe stepping up the, the next level, which is trying to understand more and more how our brains actually work to the point where we can say, oh, Maybe we can actually finally take a snapshot of that and just move everything from meat space into cyberspace. Oh, you want to? You want to? You bypass, uh, or you want to jump to immortality through digitization? Uh, digitization. <laughs> digitization. Yeah, that's one way for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, along those lines, though, is uh, the worry around um, because these superpowers, especially, and you're talking about this, is going to allow. For some people uh, to be better in ways that we haven't had up until now, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not talking about um, it's not just privilege of I was born into a rich family, so I have access to a lot of resources, so I can you know make more money. We're talking about people who are can who have a cognitive an increase in cognitive capacity. Yeah. Now, is that something that we're all going to get universally, or is it just going to be the ones Ooh. who can afford it who oh, will that- have access to it? Oh, okay. and will that will that advantage then multiply because they got it first? So they're a first mover. Uh, they create their own. They create their own rules. Society they, they, exactly. They manipulate the system yeah. to stop others from being able to supplant them from the top of the totem pole, and then the rest of us are left behind in uh, meat space, basically. That's. I took it a little darker than I think you were even thinking. <laughs> oh, that's freaking scary! But yeah, yeah. Hey, man, we have wealth uh, gap problems now. I know, I know. And some countries are trying to fix that, some better than others. Yeah. But overall, a lot of people are very greedy. Exactly. And, and they generally have access to things. I mean, uh, not to pull in a bit of too topical stuff, but like the, um, the GameStop uh, stock oh, uh, manipulation, yeah. have you kept up with that? Uh, if you think about it, what really happened there was a, a small group of people had been doing this manipulation of the stock market using uh, short selling and whatnot for ages. Yeah. They had access to it. Mm-hmm. They had access to, to more information and more resources, more capital, all of that. And they had been manipulating things for mm-hmm. ages. And then, of course, something changed, which kind of allowed more people to kind of get access to that mm-hmm. caused a, a whole disruption. And, and if you want more, you'll have to find a different podcast to talk about yeah. it. But what I want to focus on is the fact that once that disruption happened, what did, what did the incumbents do? They immediately started to manipulate laws or try to influence the progression of mm-hmm. how things yeah. will be regulated so that that couldn't be done to them again. Yeah. 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 Now, so, now take that into a place where people who have an enhanced cognitive capacity and can think <laughs> through four dimensions, and now they can manipulate the world, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about something that could create an entire new species of, of, of creature. Mm-hmm. The difference between us and, and chimps is very small when you look at uh, uh, DNA-wise. DNA wise. Yeah, yeah, we're... Brain we're capacity, sure, is, is different. But my point is just a little bit of increase and things get a lot... Yeah, no. uh, uh, 
a yeah. wide gap emerges. Maybe over time, but imagine, you know, we've been going fast. Mm-hmm. Now introduce a new group of people who have access to cognitive capacities never heretofore unseen, which I just love being able to say heretofore unseen. That's just <laughs> such a great phrase. Um, and, and then what will they do with that power? Are they going to be benevolent? You know, we worry about AI and, and machines taking over, mm-hmm. but give humans the super intelligence capacity. They're not exactly the most trustworthy group either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Up until now, it's always been humans killing humans, huh? That's true. That's true. And I, I'm still hopeful about it. Like, I'm so uh, glad that you are. Uh, I'm, <laughs> Somebody needs to be. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, be. I'm trying to be a humanist here. I believe deep down that humans are intrinsically good. And the only way like horrible people do horrible things is that they were shaped to to do those things by their environments. And so I don't think somebody could be at the core evil from the very beginning. What I'm trying to say, if this increase in cognitive ability would, for example, open up a new dimension for us where we can get past things like bigotry, ignorance, and so on, Maybe we won't have to worry of people being so evil uh, and doing these things and manipulating others into not getting the same thing. I think it's worth uh, worthwhile to, to to pursue these ideals. Definitely, yeah. I think you have to be vigilant against the opposites. Yes, uh, you 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 can't just hope for the best. You have to plan for the worst as well. And luckily, we have a lot of people in this realm who do. And I think. Uh, it's kind of the beauty of our world now, especially because all of us can can join in on a podcast, you know, yeah. and get out there, that we can hold them accountable. We can say, look, you know, this is the, uh, this goes back to the Liberty episode, right? Yeah. Uh, we should be constructing governments to help us maintain that and and make sure that the, the best of us rise to the top. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, <laughs> I think of a... I don't want to bring it down again, but there's a um, William Yeats has a has a, a, a very quotable phrase: mm-hmm. uh, "The best of us lack all conviction, and the worst of us are filled with passionate intensity." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, it's so true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. Anyway, uh, that's that. I do think that you're right. We should. That we will overcome those 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 demons, um, in one in one way or another. One way or the other, and yeah. through this mechanism, through I mean, I think it's worth saying that what we're looking at is every technology is not good or bad. It's no. not inherently evil or inherently good. It's yeah. just a tool. And brain computer interfaces, they will be just a new tool along the yeah. many lines that we've created. Um, they are a jumping off point, a leap. Uh, forward in ways that I don't think a lot of people are considering. Yeah. Um, but it's just a tool, and how we use it will be, you know, what we make out of it. That's where the good and evil will come from. So hopefully we get a few uh, on both sides, or at least more on the good side before yeah, yeah. the bad guys show up. Uh, <laughs> I could just now, yeah, click here to subscribe to Premium Thought Channels. <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine that would be a new type of... Uh, Entertainment, you know, somebody else's thoughts, someone oh, else's experience. Definitely. Yeah. Well, we already yeah. talked about yeah. it, so it, it's no worth to rehash that goat again. Not to uh, not to take it into a uh, a weird section, and probably will get cut out. But porn's going to really change. <laughs> <laughs> it went red again. 
Do you ever watch? Uh, you've seen? Um, uh, oh, now I've forgotten the name of it. It's, it's an old movie where the guy gets frozen and goes into the future. What is it? Futurama? No. Uh, um, I know what you're talking about. Um, wait, wait, wait. Is is it the one with Sylvester Stallone? Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where they're having the. Uh, the ther- the bands they put on the headbands yeah. and they're they're doing the the thing virtually yeah yeah, yeah. and and, that's and, us and then the he's like let's do it the old way you mean with the fluid exchange <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 yeah oh man probably the best scene in that movie that was pretty good <laughs> the, the whole movie was weird but that was, yeah but we're talking about that right I mean yeah. it, that's what uh, that could happen we, we're getting there oh man I mean yeah really just think about that for a second sorry uh, I, we were slowing down and I just got a thought <laughs> the culture will change culture will radically shift because like we're, we're talking about memes and things today and stuff that's funny because we have ac- everybody has access to the internet yeah. but t- 30 years ago it wasn't there in another 30 years when kids are walking around with always-on internet-connected brains, mm-hmm. what will happen? I mean, language is changing around us so rapidly today. Yeah. What happens when you don't need language to convey thoughts? When I don't have to vibrate air to get an idea yeah. into your head? Uh, I wonder if uh, it's it's not enough time to kind of atrophy anything or like devolve a certain organ, like in 30 years or something, but... You could atrophy at least the muscle. Like maybe people won't be able to speak fast or something. Oh like yeah, physically. yeah. Like they'll get, they'll be. Someone will have a. Uh, they'll disconnect and like they'll they'll have to talk. Yeah. <laughs> and like oh, I don't really use my vocal cords anymore, and yeah, it will, yeah. it'll be sore. You know. That 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 could happen. That's fascinating. Yeah. On oh, that note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these bonus episodes, man! Oh, they go, they go all over the place. I think it's the longest bonus episode we, we we made so far. I'll be honest; this is one of our touchstones. We hit a lot. Yeah, it, it is one of our favorite topics. It's and so, it goes so many directions. That you yeah, can go. Be, being sci-fi nerds, uh, be, being engineers that yeah. like read on AI almost on a daily basis, <laughs> yeah. it's it's hard to not get there. Well, one thing that maybe to put in at some point, but. Uh, a lot of the worry around the machine AI taking over mm-hmm. uh, is that we are, it, it is smarter than us. Yeah. But t- uh, Musk and others have said that one, one of the best solutions for that, and, and um, Ray Kurzweil says the same, that uh, if there's no difference between us and them, mm-hmm. there would be no war, right? There'll be no conflict between machines. Yeah. If human beings are already machines of that caliber intelligence, yeah. then it, there, there's no difference. They won't see anything different. Um, and that's an opportunity, uh, hopefully, that saves us from the machine apocalypse. <laughs> and on that <laughs> and on note, that, that happy note. <laughs> on that happy note, we would like to thank you for joining our bonus episode. Make sure to check out the original episode, which is called "When I Grow Up, I Want to Be a Computer." I love that. That's title. a good one. That's a good title. <laughs> yeah. And with that, feel free to reach out if you have ideas, feedback. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at TweetNTI. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Now That's Interesting or on Instagram at NTI Podcast. You'll find uh, the podcast on this and other channels wherever you get this uh, po- wherever you get this podcast for free. Yeah. <laughs> thanks Ad again, free. everyone. Ad free, exactly, <laughs> for now. <laughs> uh, thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks a lot. Bye. 
of That's Not Gun Productions podcast.